one, two. Check one, two, one, two. Good. You ready? This is all. Hey, it's Cassidy Pope, Gabby Barrett. It's Darius Rucker. Country. Hey, y'all, this is Luke Bryan. We're Runaway June. It's Scotty McCreary. Hey, it's Russell Dickerson here. News. Big news from Garth Brooks, new music from Tim McGraw, and an interview with Cody Bradley. I'm Rebecca Porter, and here's everything you need to know in country music for the week of November 27th, 2023. And now... This week's episode of the All Country News Podcast is brought to you by Good Sentiments, the candle line partnering with your favorite artists to create custom scents that benefit the charity of their choice. Get yours at shopgoodsentiments.com now. In country this week. Have to kick things off with some super exciting touring announcements. First up, we have Mr. Garth Brooks, who is extending his Las Vegas residency with 18 more dates, which will kick off in 2024. All of these shows take place at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace. Tickets are already on sale and are selling like hotcakes. So if you have always wanted to hang out in Vegas and see Garth Brooks, now is the time. Do not waste. Like I said, there is no way these shows will not sell out. And for those of you who will not be able to attend, very exciting merch opportunity for you. He has released Garth Brooks Live, which contains a 92-page custom book with live photos and five discs filled with over 50 of Brooks' most beloved live recordings, as well as newly released recordings. The set includes the final release of his celebrated double live album with one of three randomly packaged collector's covers, the 25th anniversary edition of Central Park, the 25th anniversary edition of Croke Park, or the never-before-released 1989 edition. Garth Brooks' Live Live also contains Triple Live, featuring over 25 tracks from the record-breaking comeback tour and the stadium tour, including brand-new never-released recordings and one of three new randomly packaged collector's covers from the stadium tour. This is available through Caesars Entertainment, Talk Shop Live, and Amazon Music. In other touring announcement, Jason Aldean extended his Highway Desperado tour alongside with some heavy hitting openers, which include Haley Witters, Lauren Alina, and hot newcomers Chase Matthew, Austin Snell, and longtime friend DJ Silver. Tickets for the tour go on sale starting Friday, December 1st at 10 a.m. local time at jasonaldean.com. Congratulations are in order for Morgan Wallen, who has ended the year on top of the Billboard charts. After a historic record-breaking year, Morgan is rounding out 2023, topping the Billboard charts in multiple categories, breaking records only seen a decade ago by Adele. One thing at a time ends the year on top of the Billboard 200 albums chart. This album spent 16 non-consecutive weeks at number one on the weekly Billboard 200, and the album debuted at the number one spot back on March 18th of this year, then proceeded to spend the next 31 weeks of the chart year lodged in the top five of the chart, never dipping below number four in that span of time. Which is exactly why last week we reported on him winning all of those 
Billboard Awards. And I think it's safe to say we are not going to see a slow down from him. I'm sure the next album is going to have a lot of success. I even recently saw a Billboard article talking about how Morgan has helped put country music back on the Billboard map. So it's really exciting time for country music and I cannot wait to see where we head next. More congratulations are in order, this time for country queen Miss Lainey Wilson. She was recently recognized by the Cowgirl Hall of Fame and was honored with the Patsy Montana Entertainer Award. She joins the likes of Emmylou Harris and Faith Hill and was honored for advancing and honoring the tradition of cowgirl spirit. You can check out her full acceptance speech up on her socials now. Tis the season for giving and Tracy Lawrence is giving big. He just donated over 250k at the 18th annual Mission Possible Turkey Fry and Benefit Concert. The Benefit Concert was on November 21st and the day kicked off at the Nashville Fairgrounds with over 250 volunteers who helped fried over 1,200 turkeys. Those were distributed throughout Middle Tennessee, providing over 10,000 meals to those in need during the Thanksgiving holiday. He shared, I'm very proud of what Mission Possible has grown into over the last 18 years. To see hundreds of volunteers frying turkeys for hours is nothing short of incredible. I want to thank Lee, Priscilla, and Halfway to Hazard for being a part of this memorable and giving event. In attendance helping out were Gary Allen, Chris Young, Jamie Johnson, Ian Munsick, Travis Denning, Phil Vassar, Frank Ray, Trey Lewis, and so many more incredible performers. And building on that momentum, Lawrence was joined by Lee Bryce, Priscilla Block, and Halfway to Hazard for a packed out benefit concert at Wild Horse Saloon and donated another 250K towards Mission Possible's longtime partner, Nashville Rescue Mission. This yearly event has now provided more than 86,000 meals to the homeless across Middle Tennessee and raised over $1 million for Nashville Rescue Mission. Now, if that doesn't warm your heart, then I don't know what will. I absolutely love this. And again, it is the giving season, so make sure if you can, you give where you can. Let's get to some new music this week. Since it's the holiday, I only have a few for you here, but these two are pretty epic. First up, we have Tim McGraw, who released a surprise EP titled Poet's Resume. The EP only has six tracks, but they are all absolute perfection. If I had to tell you to listen to any, number one, Running Out of Love, which is the kickoff track. Also, Love, One Bad Habit. And of course the title track, we all know I'm a sucker for that, but they literally are all perfection. So please make sure you listen to this from top to bottom. It is a must listen for the week. Next up, we have Treaty Oak Revival who released their new album, Have a Nice Day. Again, I am a sucker for a title track, so I'm going to tell you, you have to listen to that one. This album is only 10 tracks, but they are all really spectacular. And the sound from this album is so interesting to me. It is definitely on the rock, kind of pop punk side of country music, which is something I live for. I've talked about this in the past, but in my teens, I used to go to punk shows all the time, so... 
I am absolutely living for this. The vocal is still like very rock country, but the way that these are produced are very punk to me. And I absolutely, again, adore that. Make sure you check this one out. It is a super fun listen. Next, we need to talk about our video of the week. Video of the week. This week's video is Priscilla Block's Hey Jack. This video is so great. I really love this song. I think it's really great writing and the music video fits the song so well. It's her in an apartment and it kind of goes with the lyrics when, you know, she's talking about how she's trying to drown out her sorrows and in the video she is alone. She looks upset like she's going through it and it is a total vibe. Make sure you check that out over on allcountrynews.com or anywhere you follow us on social media. And now I'm so excited to throw it over to Bobby Dixon and Cody Bradley. So we're going to kick it off. We're going to talk about your love of Georgia football and the Georgia mafia that is now very present in Nashville. So talk to me a little bit about Georgia football and that monster of a game that just happened over the weekend. Oh, you're, you're talking about where we went uh, and stepped on Tennessee's face with a hobnail boot. We're just <laughs> going to bring that back up for them over there. Yes. So talk uh, to me about that. How much, like, how long have you loved Georgia football? I know for you and for a lot of boys from Georgia, it is definitely a way of life. Oh, absolutely. I, uh, I grew up. Uh, a fan going to Athens and going to the games and stuff. Uh, and it's just always been half my family's Georgia Tech and half of them is Georgia. Some of them went to school there in Georgia Tech and Atlanta and stuff like that. And so we would get together and argue with each other. At one point, Tech could beat us. They can't do it anymore. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're going for the three-peat. I've, uh, I've been actually reading up on a bunch of Ohio State uh, fan Georgia bashing here today. So – I'm ready to get in there and play uh, for the team to play them and I shut them in for the year. I love it. Well, I'm as I, you know, I'm a little butthurt still from last year with the TCU stomping, but we can, yeah, we, we can forget happens. that. We can forget that. But I want to chat with you. I know for me, my dad gave me a Dixie Chick CD when I was really young and kind of changed the whole trajectory of my life, even though I didn't realize it at five years old. Do you remember a song or like a CD you got when you were little that kind of planted that spark in you? Um, I don't I don't think it was like a CD or anything, but I do. And I don't I don't. Um, I think that when I was young, my grandmother is a huge like music lover. She, she loves a good drum pattern and something that something moving and keep her rocking. She loves to work in the yards and walk and stuff like that. So, um, she's always kind of had the rocking country for me and stuff like that. She also likes to slow stuff, but she likes a good beat. So I remember when I was a kid, um, CMT used to have the, they had like a local thing in our town that was kind of like CMT and they would air videos on it, country videos, but it was, it was basically just Clint Black, and we recorded <laughs> when my ship comes in, and we recorded that. And I used to sit there and watch it over and over. You find me waiting when my ship comes in. I love that song, and I used to because I never, I didn't know what it was talking about. Right, I'm gonna sail right out of Colorado. You can't do that. But as a kid, I didn't know. And then once I started growing up and like listening to words and hearing the, being able to understand the creativity and all of that stuff, I kind of fell in love with the the songwriting aspect of it. And I didn't necessarily know that I was ever going to be a performer until 
I don't know, 2020-ish when I really took the dive. I, I'd been writing for a long time, but because uh, I, I was in the Army, so I didn't do um, – I wasn't out playing shows and doing all this stuff. Um, I just kind of fell in love with the music, and Clint Black did a little bit of that for That's me. such a random one. I don't think I've ever gotten Clint Black ever as an answer. I, used to, I mean, I used to sit there. He, I can see him right now. He's in a white shirt, a black cowboy hat, and I used to sit in front of that TV and just... Did you see he's going back out on tour? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, holler at me, Clint, if you need I know that's what I was just about to say. We're manifesting this for you in opening an opening spot. But you know, talked about me talk to me about being in the army. Was music definitely something that helped you kind of get through? Did you turn to music during that time? Kind of talk to me about that. So I uh I never was gonna go into the army. I uh, I wanted to coach baseball, so I want to go to college, play baseball and stuff like that. And uh then uh, something happened after graduation, and I kind of changed my mind. Decided I need to get out of uh, get out of my small town, and the army was a good way to do that for somebody with not a lot of money and uh, not a lot of direction and, and knowledge on where he wants to go. So went to the army, uh, did a few deployments to Europe and stuff like that, and uh, still re- never did really did music. Had a guitar, played it a little bit in my barracks room. Um, never played for anyone really. And then uh, 2015, my brother died and we were, I remember just the community coming and gathering around me and my family and all my friends would be out in my grandmother's shop and we'd be hanging out and I'd be, we'd be playing Dinosaur by, uh, by Hank Williams Jr. Yeah. And I mean, we'd scream at the top of our lungs. We'd be out there drinking beer and thinking about <laughs> him and playing it. And I just remember the joy that that brought to everybody around. And I was like, man, I really like the feeling of making people happy when they're not and, or just getting emotion out of people, I guess. But, um, then I decided that, that writing songs was a good way for me to get my feelings out. And I mean, back then you're not good at it, but at least it's, at least it's, you're doing something and you're getting closer to it. So 2015 was when I started like writing my real songs, things that I liked and, tried to take a direction with music still wasn't going to do it. Um, had a few more deployments and out of Fort Bragg. And then I decided one day that I needed to get closer to Nashville just to figure out what I wanted to do. So I reenlisted for Fort Campbell oh, wow. and got here, went on deployment, came back, was like, all right, let's go to Nashville and see what we think. So I was, I'd wake up every morning. I lived in Clarksville, which was like an hour North of here. And I would get to work at 6.30 in the morning and I would get off work and I would come down here and I would write or go to a round or play or just network or whatever I had to do to to kind of get in the room. Not in the room, but, but start learning things and talking to people who knew what was going on. And you find a lot of people who don't know what's going on, who think they know what's going on. And then you find a lot of people who don't think they know what's going on, who have it figured out, I think. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but... Yeah, it was just, it was a grind for a long time. I did that for about nine months. And I mean, I, the, the army doesn't slow down. We weren't, um, COVID hadn't hit yet. But then, so I put out, uh, I'd written those two songs, my first two singles with John Morgan, and we were just trying to figure hey, out. Yeah. <laughs> what a name drop, you know? Yeah. No, I love that dude. He's great. Super talented. Um, but, uh, wrote my first two singles. We didn't know what to do with it. At the time, he was just 
he was fairly new to town. He was just doing demos and stuff. And somebody kind of linked us up and, um, then 2020 hit and everything stopped and the army even kind of stopped for the sake of like going into the office to get stuff done. So I was working from home. I, at this time I had mo moved into a house in White's Creek. And so I was working from there, but nobody's on the roads. Nobody's hanging out. I found some people who were all about music, didn't care about the pandemic. Like we would still get together and do the music stuff. Um, Safely, you know what I mean. <laughs> per the per the guidelines, uh, you all had but, your masks on. It was fine. Absolutely, everybody had masks on. We were six feet apart, and no more than however many people could be in one gathering. We made sure we abided by everything. Mm. Uh, yeah, and put out two singles in twenty twenty, and uh, here we are. Here we mm. are in twenty twenty three, almost twenty twenty four. I know. How do you feel like your songwriting has grown? You know, I've talked to a lot of people and they're like, I would never put out the first song that I wrote. I mean, you, as you co-write and work with people and kind of figure out what other people do, your songwriting obviously evolves, but how do you feel like it's evolved? Um, I think that I've, I've become more, so I've been fortunate to sit in rooms with people like John Morgan and I wrote my last single with Rob Hatch and these are decorated country music writers. You know what I mean? I've written, uh, I've written songs with Jamie Moore and just people who really know it, get, get what's going on. I've sat in rooms with, with famous artists who give you those things like, Hey, we wouldn't even look at this. We wouldn't think about this. And it's, it's different. So the songwriting for me is I have a style that I want to go after. And, and, but when it comes to writing for other people, I feel like I'm able to, since I've been here and met people and kind of understand, feel like I understand where country music is and where it's going, who really knows. But, um, I, uh, it just, it's, it's evolved in a way that I, I hear things differently. I see, I can see the big picture rather than, Hey, we got to say all this stuff. We got to jumble things up. There's, there's, there's time for, that was a terrible answer. I'm, I'm giving you, I'm giving you a politician's answer. <laughs> I don't know. I write a bunch of songs. You're you, like, you I don't forget really now. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, I'm, it takes knowledge on the phrasing and just being in rooms with people and getting being creative and finding ways to do something new. And that's when you're, I think when you're a young songwriter in Nashville, you see your Hardys and your, your Ashley Gorleys and you're like, we have to do that or it's not going to work. And writing's about, and then, but then you see like people come in like Oliver Anthony and these folks who are Zach Bryan, like these folks who've just done what they want, done it their way. And it shows that, there are people out there that are listening to you regardless if you're the top guy at country radio, Yeah, which those dudes have. You know? Yeah, no, I love that. And I feel like what I've seen, or at least what people have told me is like things kind of rise in classes. And so it's really important that you find that community. What do you think about that kind of finding your tribe and your group uh, in Nashville? Um, I mean, I've definitely, I think that I've found my tribe, uh, my manager and uh, my roommate, uh, we, we have blue tick management and it's well, blue tick artist services. I don't really know what we're calling it right now, but whatever we're under, we're under, you know, but we're out here crushing. We're out here. Uh, they, they work so hard. Caleb's such a talented artist, singer and writer. Um, and he's, he's working his butt off to, to make sure that he's cutting a bunch of my songs. He's doing what he can to make sure that I'm getting the credit there. And 
I'm doing what I can to write good songs for him. I'm to good, write good songs with him. Marty's out here just absolutely crushing it. Um, anybody who's watching, Marty Souza's going to hit you up. I promise that. And if he hasn't, if he if he has already, then hit him back if he did. Uh, but uh, no, I mean we got a great group of people over here. Brad Wagner, uh, who's John Langston's guitarist, he's our producer. Uh, he he kind of works out of our house and does it does a lot of the dirty work behind what we're doing here and and we've, we've kind of built a small team and we have good people around us we've we're making connections and and trying to do it the right way we believe in working hard and respecting people and that's how we're going to do it and i think that blue ticks going to be something that you guys hear in the future for a very long time here in nashville I love that. So what surprised you the most when you first moved to town or what still kind of surprises you about town? Um, just the level of talent. I mean, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. You, everywhere you go, somebody has been sitting in their room and practicing for 10 years and it shows, I mean, it, when I first moved here, I was like, I'm just as good as these people. You know what I mean? I'm just as good as the Nashville crowd. And I mean, Going back to John Morgan, I played around with him one time in Cameron Marlowe. And when I got off stage, I drove him home. And I, as he was getting out, I was like, I was like, dude, I, I think I'm just going to stay in the Army. I was in the Army at the time. And he was like, he looked at me and said, shut up and go get better. And, I, and that's what I did. So that's your next tattoo just right across your forehead Shut up and get better i love it but i want to talk to you about your new single it's doing yeah. really well and now yeah. apparently it's like the theme song of like the line dancing festival yeah. that's happening next year the song is everywhere so kind of talk to me about i know you kind of took a little bit of a hiatus from releasing some stuff why did that you know why did all about the boots kind of have to be that song where you're like i'm here i'm back we're going to consistently be putting out some stuff yeah, it was uh so I mean, obviously I like everything we were doing. We just there's there's a way that you do things uh strategically in, in anything. Uh this is still a business. I know it's super fun and it's it's awesome to get to go meet people. My part of the job is pretty great. Uh but all about the boots came about. I met um I met one of my good friends, JD Cannell, uh, and he linked me up with Rob. And me and Rob kind of hung out and Actually, this song kind of started the put me and when me and Rob wrote this, Rob and I wrote this, it kind of pushed Blue Tick forward a little bit because this is I had written with with Brad and I was like, man, this guy's great at tracks. Like we I need to get him on something. And me and Rob uh, met, wrote half the song, kind of hung out, figured each other out a little bit. And then he was like, man, we should really get a track on this. I was like, I know the guy. Let me let me try to figure it out. So. Ended up hitting Brad with it, sent him the half work tape. He came to it with a crazy track. We wrote the rest of it, uh, all three of us. And it's, I mean, it's just, it's fun. It's, um, it's country. It's, it's a little bit, it's a little bit R and B, you know what I mean? It's got some of those <laughs> elements in it. Like it's, it's who I am. It's, it's how I want to be seen. Um, I like dance. I like to have fun. I like to, get out there and, and I, it's, it's a good song. It's, it's, it's good for the EP too. So we're putting out a, we're putting out a project in April and it just kind of pushes everything the way that it's going to go. So that's, I'm excited for everybody to see that and the progression of that. Um, the singles coming up, they're going to progress into, it might be an album, Bobby. I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure. I keep, uh, I keep going back and forth. So 
I love it. So I can't believe it's the end of the year. I feel like the older I get, the faster the year year goes. I feel like I'm crazy festival season. I barely take a breath. It's CMA. And then I get to take a break for the rest of the year. So with that said, what are you hoping to get done within the next month? And then what's your big goal for next year? So uh, I'll, we'll just go to December 31st. I have a lot of things on my board right here with, the, with the <laughs> no later than December 31st. So, uh, yeah, we're going to, we're going to have the, the album EP, uh, it's finalized. We're cutting on Monday. We're actually doing a bunch of demos today for, um, for the album so that we go in there with the right stuff. We're cutting all the band stuff on Monday and then we'll get in there. We'll do vocals. We'll start mixing, throwing a little candy in there that we really enjoy. Uh, Um, get, get some Brad Wagnerisms on it and, uh, yeah, we're so we'll finish that up. Um, music videos for All About the Boots and the, the new um, singles coming out. And then we'll do, we're going to start pushing the, the album hard. And obviously, we have the dance festival coming up. That's in January. Uh, that's the last weekend of January. I'll be uh, on that Saturday night bill. So y'all come out. Um, I think John Langston's headlining that and Tyler Braden's playing after me. So yeah, Tyler's, those are two ridiculous guys. So open for both of them. And I really enjoy both of those dudes. And then next year's going to be, we're putting it, we're putting it all out for y'all. We're going to, we're going to play festivals and stuff. And we have a few, some shows lined up and the album's coming out. We're going to have to find a way to go uh, play that for the people. So this week's episode of the all country news podcast is brought to you by good sentiments. The Candle Line partnering with your favorite artists to create custom scents that benefit the charity of their choice. Get yours at shopgoodsentiments.com now. Good sentiments. That's all the country news I have for you this week. Visit allcountrynews.com for more news and content from your favorite artists. I'm Rebecca Porter, signing off for All Country News. My name is Rebecca Porter. I run Women of Country Edits and Marin's Girls on Instagram. Both seek to celebrate women in the music industry and all things girl power. Thanks for listening. The All Country News Podcast is produced by Horseshoe Media. You can submit your artist, organization, or event to us at allcountrynews.com for a chance to be featured. If you loved this episode, please rate and review our podcast wherever you're listening. Shout out to our friends Track 45 who recorded our amazing theme music for this podcast. All Country News. For more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at All Country News. Visit us at allcountrynews.com to join our birthday club where you just might get a huge surprise from one of your favorite artists on your birthday. Subscribe to our weekly industry newsletter to get all the news you just heard in this podcast even earlier, delivered straight to your inbox. And check out a new episode every Tuesday right here. All Country News.